Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Paula sat down at the dining table. There was a stack of uneven paper, some of it lined refill, some of it now curly, crunchy A4 drawings. She thought the stack smelt like acrylic paint and Velcro, or perhaps she was projecting. The kids' Odie taught probably smelt of hyperallergenic soap and flaxseed crackers or whatever the smell of money was in 2017. What's this for? she said. School report season, said Odie, sitting down next to her. That's some of their work to jog my memory. You know how I told you that the kids had been pretending to be in gangs, calling themselves bloodies and crippies and trying to do the gang signals but really just making nonsensical shapes with their hands, said Odie. Mm, said Paula. Well, I ended class ten minutes early today and I told them that if the real bloods and crips saw their little play gangs, that they would literally kill them all, especially the crippies. <gasps> Odie, you didn't. They look so scared. Shogo laughed from the kitchen bench, still chopping daikon, slowly and precisely. They spent a little longer on the topic, Paula questioning Odie's professionalism, saying... Isn't it too soon to be enlightening students with street gang body count? And wasn't showing them the right way to do the gang signals with their hands counterproductive? Odie insisted that it's fine, Paula, and the sooner they know the better, that it's a rat race out there. And Paula said, that doesn't even make sense in this context. And Odie said, potato, potato, which also made no sense. Odie took out a yellow piece of paper. She showed Paula the rating scale that came with each child's document, with unsatisfactory at one end and excellent at the other. This was the ruler that their light, aura, focus and reflection was measured against. They had all already been rated, along with some extra comments like good at violin and not so good at violin, and with these Paula could write a generalised comment. What's reflection? light. These sound like microscope settings. This comment just says bad hair, said Paula. Light is if the kid is happy or not. Aura is if they have friends. Focus is if they're texting in class. And reflection is if they're contributing, said Odie. Oh, said Paula. People always thought they wanted new things, but really they just wanted the same old things under a pseudo-spiritual rebrand. At first they took the task seriously. Iris Lee. Iris is a smart young girl with a healthy aura. Her talent in archery is exceeded only by her knack for algebra, and she shows great promise in all her other subjects. At times she will appear quiet, though not out of antisocialness, but as a sign of great concentration. 
She is a conscientious student and a pleasure to teach. But soon they regressed, failing to be productive in each other's company, as was always the case. Thomas Singh. Thomas is incredibly bright. If you ask Thomas what the time is, he will look back at you in a quizzical silence, as if to say, What is time, really? Does it lay out ahead of us, as surely as a blind person's walking stick, guiding us but never able to fully communicate to what is so clearly at the end? He is also one of those kids who you can tell is going to be hot when they grow up. Rainbow Lauder Hearing Rainbow play the violin is like hearing fingernails on a chalkboard, only the fingernails are screaming and the chalkboard is a car accident. It is my recommendation that Rainbow focuses on more silent subjects and that you burn her violin immediately. I would say pass on to a charity shop, but I fear it is cursed. Jay came back from Pizza Hut. They sat around the dining table in front of the cheese pizza, a bowl of daikon salad, a pile of spring onion pancakes and Odie's bagel lumps, now toasted and strategically smeared with cream cheese and taramasalata to hide the burnt edges. They ate and found themselves in an animated but entirely sarcastic conversation about a hypothetical commune of Jay's device. Paula was on her second slice of pizza when a knock was heard. Oh, get it, must be Willow said Shogo. His chair made an unpleasant sound as he stood up. Paula found Willow, Shogo's current girlfriend, completely insufferable. This would be her third or fourth time meeting Willow, and she was sure it would once again prove her first impression was right, that she was pretty but unnecessary in most contexts, like the accents above papier mache. She was the sort to proclaim that she had... <gasps> Gasp, been watching reality television, keeping up with the Kardashians, X on the beach, or The Bachelor, in a too self-congratulatory way, as if she expected a certificate. The sort to pair a second-hand sweater with $300 shoes, the sort that had that too short entry-level ulti girl fringe, the sort to go to gigs to be seen by other people who went to gigs to be seen, and the sort to show up to protests to increase the refugee quota while having zero non-white friends. As they walked into the room, Shogo's cheekbones too good for Willow, she considered the highly probable idea that Willow liked being seen with Shogo more than Shogo himself. Hi, everyone, said Willow. The three of them at the table chorused a hi back, skillfully disguising a general lack of enthusiasm. Willow sat down in Shogo's chair while he wheeled over a computer chair from his room to rejoin the table next to her. He introduced the dishes and their respective chefs to her, achieving genuine laughter from everyone when it came to Odie's burnt bagel lumps. Paula watched as Willow took a spring onion pancake and arranged a small pile of daikon salad on her plate. So Jay, your commune, how big you imagine this thing being, said Shogo. Um, I guess like a hundred tops. It'd only work if everyone knew everyone's names, you know, because of that peanut thing from before said Jay. The hypothetical commune, so full of hypothetical promise a few minutes ago, now deflated with Jay's words. In front of this new one-woman audience, the commune turned into an unfunny joke. Paula felt embarrassed that they had been talking in such detail about peanut-based currency substitutes and knew the others felt the same too. 
The air in the room had changed, and all that it allowed for now was Willow's op-shop hall. I didn't really want the other two sweaters. They're not really me, but they were only nine dollars, so I just got them too. Maybe there'll be a funny dress-up day at work or something, said Willow, as she reached for the second last slice of pizza. Paula thought of Willow carelessly picking out clothes amongst customers who only shopped in op-shops. Then she felt condescending, thinking that anyone would want the same clothes as Willow. Willow, you haven't had any bagel yet, said Paula, gesturing to Odie's plate in the middle of the table. Hey, that's true, don't be shy, said Odie, placing two lumps, one pink, one white, onto Willow's plate. Oh, I'm so full. I ate before I got here. Popped over to Troge with Mum, actually, said Willow, looking down at the uninvited food on her plate. Trojan Green, or Troge, to Willow, was a restaurant Paula passed on the walk to the fancy butchers, where a plate of charred asparagus set you back $40. What? You mean these aren't from Troge too? They taste so good, Odie. I love them, said Paula taking a pink one to her mouth with her right hand and patting Odie's hand with her left. She gulped down the bite of bagel. Jay could see that Shogo could see what the girls were doing and laughed. I'll have them if you're not hungry, said Shogo. And he took the bagel lumps from Willow's plate, eating them quickly, but not as quickly as he would have liked. Odie smirked as she watched Shogo deal with the bagels. Willow remained oblivious, or to her credit, played the part convincingly. After all the food was gone, except for the two most burnt bagel lumps, Paula put her empty ice cream container in the recycling and went to head home. I should really go home too, said Willow. (gasps) No, no. Now she was obligated to walk with Willow. She had expected her to stay with Shogo. Odie shot a grin at Paula. She smiled lamely back and walked out of the flat with Willow behind her. Which way are you walking, said Willow. Down to Fraser Street, then left into town. Oh, same. I'm meeting Dad for dessert. Mmm, cool. Have you been to Mondo? That's where we're going. No, please, tell me about Mondo. It's like Korean-French-Caribbean fusion. I'm so excited. Paula bit her tongue and stopped herself from launching into an Eddie Huang-inspired tirade on fusion food. Their conversation continued as they walked into town the calm evening air helping the politely suffocated small talk breathe into more amiable chit-chat over universally attractive male celebrities. They came to an intersection stoplight. She was sure they'd part ways soon. That wasn't so bad. I'm going that way, said Paula, pointing straight ahead. Oh, okay, I'm going left after crossing, said Willow. Ni hao. The knee-how came from a man seated on the bottom level of a construction scaffolding tower behind them. Each time she was knee-howed, Paula made a note to think of a good comeback for next time, but she never did. She only ever ended up flustered, frozen out of surprise, and by the time she had collected herself, she'd be halfway across town. "'Excuse me,' said Willow. "'What did you just say?' "'I said hi,' the man said. "'Well,' I don't think you did. Paula was mortified. Of all the ways she would have wanted to handle this, a screeching willow was not one of the ideal scenarios. The more willow talked, the more Paula got annoyed. Annoyed at herself for not speaking back herself, and annoyed at willow's apparent annoyance. 
The man had obviously not directed the knee-how at her long blonde hair and green eyes, and it made little sense for her to have her hands on her hips looking angrily at the man in front of her. There was no way she would understand that the knee-how was different to a cat call, that every knee-how added to a steaming pile of knee-hows and konnichiwas that festered into something else. The man himself had brown skin. Chinese girl, white girl, brown man, racism, sexism, intersectionality, identity politics? Identity politics. She was pretty sure this situation was an example of why identity politics was bad. Was that the understanding now? She couldn't just add up the privilege points of everyone and decide to side with the one with fewer points? But there was still something in the fact that if she were to do this, she would end up with the least. Unless the man or Willow were disabled in some way, what were their sexual orientations? Willow was still berating the man. You cannot just catcall women on the street. Listen, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, said Paula. Oh shit, she'd spoken. She'd spoken instead of walking away, even though she had apologised for some reason. In her head she continued, I'm sorry that you feel the need to yell at this man when he clearly wasn't directing that knee-how at you. I don't really get why you're so angry. And you? Well, you just shouldn't be saying that. I can't speak Mandarin, and even if I did, you weren't saying hi. You were saying, you look Asian. Willow and the man were both staring at Paula, waiting for her to say something. Willow had that, where's my certificate, expression on again. Ni hao, said Paula. Willow looked horrified. Ah, ni hao ma, said the man. The light turned green. The road crossing beeped loudly, or maybe her heart rate beeped loudly. Paula crossed the road by herself and didn't turn around the entire way home. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.